is Paris Hilton. Thank you so much for listening to 20 Minutes with Joelle and Steven Gibson. Um, we hope you enjoy this episode. That was awful. That was creepy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for... But if you know Paris Hilton, you know that she does like this little voice. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. She do. She do and she don't. Yeah. How are you feeling, Joelle? I'm feeling okay. I think I'm starting to get a cold, which uh, uh-huh. is interesting. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> um, let me get rid of this. I, <laughs> I'm always amused when you say you think you're getting a cold. Because <laughs> I always say that? It's frequent. <laughs> it is a frequent thing. And it's also often right before you get your period. It is. My body's shutting down. I just, it's so crazy how much my body is affected by my cycle. (sighs) Like, I'm so tired. My body aches. My stomach always feels like... Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, that's just how you feel on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) No, I can't relate. Um... How are you feeling? You had an active day. You were out with the kids a lot, which was really cute. Yeah. The neighbors got to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The neighbors caught me in a good moment. Yeah. And I was being silly with the kids, which is good because I'm sure they don't see that side very often. I know. It's funny. Like, people automatically assume, not everyone, like, people who don't know Stephen kind of assume that he's, like, this deadbeat dad. I don't think people think that. Well, maybe not deadbeat, but, like... They... People think you're just trash. <laughs> I don't I don't tell them otherwise, but No, I think they think that you don't like being a part of things or like hanging out with the kids, but Oh, all of that is true. That is not <laughs> true at all. Um, but I think once people I don't think they really have to get to know you. They just have to like come to our home one time to see that you're this incredible father. Yeah, I think um I think the best often, not always a good indicator of what parents are like or what the kids are like. Yeah, totally. And they talk about you a lot, too. Were you about to talk <laughs> trash about someone? Because <laughs> you went, oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have been a funny joke, but... Yeah, don't uh, do it. Anyway. <laughs> Parenting is not something to joke about. People sure are very sensitive about yeah. it. Yeah. Which, rightfully so, you know, your whole identity, well, not your whole identity, but a large part of it is based around, you know, the fact that you're a parent. Well, you invest a lot of time into it. Yeah. Yeah, most people do. So, let's get talking. I thought we were. Good News Minute? I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling tired today. I, um, my Good News Minute is a bad news. Oh, nerds. Is it about the game? Yeah, well, you spoiled it, so I'm not even going to say it anymore. <laughs> what happened, Stephen? Tell us. <sighs> it's not that interesting of a story. Oh, I'll tell it. Don't. Okay, I won't. It's my story to tell. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag my story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to start us off because I want to talk about this documentary that I watched today yeah. called This is Paris. And it is of Paris Hilton um, and basically just kind of about her life and 
she's presenting herself in a new way. You know, she's had this brand where she's this stupid blonde and all this crap. And, you know, if you grew up, if you're close to around the same age as Steve and I, you've obviously watched The Simple Life. Did yeah. you watch it? Uh-huh. So, you know, she's portrayed as this spoiled rich kid who's extremely privileged, didn't know what Walmart was, didn't know how to use a mop, didn't know all these things. Um and that's just really far from the fact. I mean, even as a businesswoman, you could look at Paris Hilton and be like, well, she's obviously not that dumb. You know, she has like 17 different businesses or products. Yeah, but it could like, be other people setting those up and just using her that's name. That's true. That's true. But Which is usually what these things are. Yeah, but that's not the case here. Um, and people try to really discredit her because she has created this character and this persona and that's what made her famous. And it goes into her life, her, you know, early childhood, um, sort of like her formative years. And then she talks about, throughout the documentary, you know, she's like, something bad happened. Like, I never sleep at night. I have constant nightmares, reoccurring nightmares of the same thing. That two men come into my room and take me. And you're like, what? Like, okay. like That's I, the start of the documentary? Pretty much, yeah. So you're like what is the secret and automatically mine went to oh well she was raped or something like that that would maybe explain why she was so overtly sexual and made the sex tape then she talks about the sex tape and how that wasn't something that she consented to and how if that had happened now with the current climate um you know everyone would demonize rightfully so the man who made that tape not the girl but at that time, she was, like, a punchline in all of the jokes, and it cuts to clips of, like, all the late-night hosts making fun of her, and people laughing, and, you know, it's it's really horrible to think of. Anyway, spoiler alert, if you don't want to watch the documentary, you can listen to this part. If you do, skip forward a little bit. But basically, she talks about how she was starting to rebel at a young age, and her parents were these prim, proper people who, you know, wanted to um, display perfection. They didn't want to have any of their family drama shown or any trouble with the kids. They didn't want that out there, so they swept everything under the rug, and they actually had her sent to these, like, correctional schools, um, boarding schools that they thought would be helpful, and she ran away from all of them, and then they finally sent her to this one in Provo, and they were, like, severely abusive in all of these places, um, but this one was the worst, and they, like, would force-feed the girls, they would make them go on medication they would beat them physically verbally emotionally um they would make them shower in front of them like men would watch them shower and um she was put into solitary confinement like she was stripped naked and put into solitary confinement for 20 hours and that is insane <laughs> <laughs> like she was and so the last part of the film is her finally coming out with this and speaking out about these schools because they're still in business and people who worked there have gone off and created their own like sister programs of it and it's this huge thing that um, 
a lot of kids are going to and they said like this one school even now accepts kids as young as eight years old into this program and that's just devastating and these she ends up re um meeting with some of her old roommates that were there and they all have like the same issues like they talk about how they have the same nightmares over and over and how they have like constant anxiety um complex post-traumatic stress disorder all of these different things because of that time that they spent there and so that was really interesting and you know I would never even think about that kind of thing but it's really horrible any thoughts yeah it's really sad isn't it yeah I I don't understand how they legally operate yeah I don't either and I think it's because they present to the parents like that they're doing all these great things and they're promising and these great results how they would yeah I don't know interesting well it's something like obviously these women speaking out against it now and hopefully them shining a light on it and actually one of the girls who was like in charge of running this whole thing said that they actually had 43 complaints against this school and like nothing was done yeah it feels unbelievable but with all the things that happen in the states it's like well actually absolutely it is believable and you know there's there's probably more to it it's probably a deeper level and I mean I hate to like be prejudiced i know there's wonderful parts of utah and wonderful people there so does she hate her parents well they bring that up too hold on you interrupted me um i think in states where religion is like a big factor like in arizona and um utah and all these other places sort of in the south of america like law enforcement is sometimes involved in these things Mm -hmm. you know there's corruption there anyway so she does address it like she was like I never told my parents because no matter what I said like I begged them and I begged them like please do not send me back to these places and as a young girl like she was threatened like the people there were like if you say anything we're just going to tell your parents that you're lying to get out of it and you haven't um made progress and they're just going to keep you here for longer and like all of this stuff like they're not going to believe you and actually when she was kidnapped from her bed legally kidnapped is what she said um her parents just like sat and watched like they had the people come in and physically take her while she was sleeping and she woke up and like her sister heard her screaming and stuff like that is horrifying Uh so she finally like addresses it with her mom and her mom just sort of doesn't say anything and it's just like you know that if we knew that was happening your dad and I would have been there in a heartbeat and it's like I don't know if she does know that though because well isn't that not true yeah that (laughs) isn't true right like they weren't there and I don't know it it made me dislike her mom I didn't like her mom anyway because she's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because Paris Hilton's aunt is one of the main girls and She's just not a likable person. Yeah. Anyway, so that was very interesting. The documentary is on YouTube. You can stream it for free. It's called This is Paris. Cool. That's my spiel. Well, that was fun. Yeah. And interesting. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. What have you got for us? 
I don't have anything for you, you actually. Don't? I've just been watching Lethal Weapon and working at night. Oh. I have half an episode left of the last season of Lethal Weapon. And then I'm going to get on with the new season of The Good Place Jobs. Oh, I saw that. We were just talking about it. Yeah, so excited for that. And, uh, excuse me. I'm tired. Joel's trying to hold in the yawn. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I feel like a whole bunch of good stuff's about to drop next month for yeah. Halloween and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for Blythe Manor. I'm not. <laughs> I'm excited in the sense, the thing I like about scary movies is they're usually never boring. Yeah. Which is always like when I used to go to the movies, and one reason I often would be like, eh, maybe not tonight, is just the fear of being bored. Yeah. Like, paying to be bored, that's brutal. Yeah, for sure. Which, anyway, that's why I always kind of like more of the thrillers, like going to movies for thrillers, because I feel like I will, I will be entertained. Yeah. No matter how stupid it might be, but... Well, if we don't have anything new, I have a question for you. What is one movie, thriller, that you saw that you were like, your mind was blown by? I don't have an answer to you off the top of my head. Thriller? Like... Or maybe not thriller, but like scary movie, thriller, suspense, that kind of thing. Mine, I think, would obviously be The Sixth, sixth Sense. That for me was like, whoa. Yeah, I feel like there is one, but I, I just can't. I can't think of it right now. Well, that last one we watched too. Oh yeah, that one actually. What's it called? The ICU. Yeah, that one. I see you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that was really good. Did Lisa Lisa watch it yet? Did anyone watch it? Lethal. Did Lisa watch Lethal it? Lethal Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> that's our old nickname for you, Lisa. <laughs> Lethal Lisa. Um. I don't know if she's watched it. Maybe we'll watch it. I'm going to go have a sister's night with my sisters. I don't want to watch it again. You don't? Is that my mom? No. Oh. I don't do your mom as a bit. <laughs> Try and do my mom as a I, bit. I, I, no. You're good at it. You've done it before. You're like, oh, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the extent of it. <laughs> my mom is so funny. So we have this on go... We make fun of my mom a lot, but you know what? We all love my mom very much. You make fun of your mom a lot. My sisters do too. Oh, I'm just saying I don't. Oh, okay. No, but like, she's just such a character that it's easy to. Your mom and your dad are both characters, for sure. Yes, they are. And so one time we were on our way to this like cottage. They would be a good. Sorry to cut you off. Hashtag not sorry. (laughs) Um. Like a, a newspaper comic strip. Like oh my Fiona gosh. and Joe. <laughs> it's like, what are they yeah. up to this week? <laughs> yeah. Joe and Fiona. Joe, I asked you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we were on our way to this cottage trip, and <laughs> my mom, just the way her mind works, is so funny. So we were running out of gas, and like, you know how there's that little red spot at the end of the gas tank where it's yeah. like, oh. So my mom calls it like the red zone. And so my dad's like, no, we're fine. Like we got lots of going. And she's like, like you can see her like body moving, like her head's looking to see like how much gas is left, like not trusting my dad. And my dad's like, listen, I've I've driven this place like so many times. I know we have enough gas to get to the next gas station. My mom's like, something's going to happen. Something is, we're in in the red zone, Joe. We're in the red zone. (laughs) And we're like, it's fine. And then she's like, 
undoes her window and like listens she's like something's happening with the engine i can hear it <laughs> <laughs> so like we always make fun of my mom now like my dad did you get to the gas station yes oh, okay. but like and then afterwards she swore that like there was a noise happening in the car that reminds like, me of the simpsons episode where uh, the halloween one where there's like that gremlin on the bus do you remember Trios of Horrors? And, like, no one believes Bart that there's, like, this gremlin underneath so. the bus. Yeah. And anyway. There isn't. Because she's making up a note. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she's like, you need to take the car to Ed. He's He needs to look at it. I think it's because he went into the red zone. I never let it get to the red zone. <laughs> so, she's so funny. Oh, my mom. Anyway. Was like, You mean, like, a quarter tank or, like, on empty? It was, like, on empty. Oh, okay. Like, there's, like, the little red mark that's like, oh, you're out of gas. Yeah, yeah. But it, as we both know, yeah. it can go a long time. Yeah. Yeah, downhill. Downhill. <laughs> no, we are going down and uphill. I know. Oh, I'm downhill. I'm just joking. <laughs> you're funny. Stephen and I went to visit his sister when she lived in Timmins. And we were in Peterborough. That's and I T-I-M-M-O-N-S. <laughs> Timmons. Timmons. And Wait, is it INS? Uh, stop interrupting me. It is INS. <laughs> Ding dong. Anyway, we were in Peterborough and I was like, Stephen, we should get gas. And he's like, no. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we should. But both of the kids were sleeping. So we're like, oh, forget it. Like, I don't want to risk waking them up. And we missed the sign that said, like, no gas stations for the next 20 kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we ran out of gas. Oh, it was more than 20 kilometers. It was like, no gas stations for, like, the Until... rest of Canada. <laughs> yeah. But then we found this one, and it was good. Remember, we got french fries? Yeah. It all worked out. But we were, like... We were stressing. We were. We were, like, dead silent, like, both, like, silently praying, like, begging God to please <laughs> help us not break down on the side of this, like, deserted road. It is wild. Cool. Yeah. Any other fun stories to share? No. Remember last night when you had diarrhea? Okay. <laughs> yes, that is also why I'm tired. I had diarrhea from 11.15 to like 12.55 and then again in the morning. <laughs> but I'm good now. Woo! Yeah. Um, well, this has been a fun and exciting episode. We learned about Paris Hilton's insane trauma. Yeah. And that Joelle likes to make fun of her mom. I would like to say back to the trauma stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of my mom and trauma, (laughs) it's important for people to get help. And I really think that Paris Hilton needs to see a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I'm sure she's doing something. Well, I don't know. It didn't seem like she was. So. You know, it's a bummer that COVID is going up in Ontario. Yeah. Instead of down. We're but down I, to 74. But I was thinking, too, like, it's comparing to back in May when there really wasn't... What? It was comparing to May. It's like... What's comparing to May? The stats from now. I, I'm saying there's there was, like, even just two weeks ago, 72 cases a day. Now it's back up to, like, 400, 500. Oh, my gosh. A day? Yeah. I think a day, yeah. Interesting. But then I was looking at Texas. Mm-hmm. The person I play Final Fantasy with, they just quit their job because they didn't want to have to go and be in person because no one takes it seriously. And this person they oh work with is like always sick and like never ew, wears a mask. Ew. And then their insurance doesn't cover anything if they do get sick, so they don't go get tested. 
Which is why this problem keeps funneling further and further. Anyway, Texas, it's like between five to 9,000 new cases a day. That's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. I was like, yeah, I don't blame you for not wanting to work there anymore. Yeah, I was um, doing a lot of reading online uh, about ADHD, which we believe Jesse has. Do you think he has it? If anything, I think he would have a mild case of it. I think he has what's referred to as inactive um, ADHD. I think whatever he has, I have, or very similar. Yeah. It's definitely something that he needs an IEP for um, with school to help him with that. I don't think he definitely needs it, but there's no problem in getting extra help. Yeah. Well, like, it takes him a long time to write down five words, so I think he definitely yes, needs it. you can learn to... Like I'm saying, I think I had what he has. I understand the struggles. Mm-hmm. But here's something that's really bothersome. The fact to... or to, In order to get him tested by a doctor, which is what you need in order to work with the school to get an individualized education plan, so to get him the help that he would need during class... It costs $2,200, which just, you know, it makes me want to give up hope. I'm not going to. We're going to have to find a way to make that work. But it's just, like, there's got to be a different way. You'd think it would be more subsidized, seeing as everyone's like, oh, every kid has ADHD. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember when I went to the college, whatever, because I was... I think Matthew had just gotten tested. Yes. I don't know how he got it. It must have been covered by something. Anyway. But she gave me, like, she asked me all the questions, like, hey, you probably have this. Yeah. But you have to go to, like, Toronto and book, like, appointment and, like, all the stuff. Yeah, I like, forgot it. I don't, like, I take the subway here, man. Like, <laughs> I know. Or I don't, no, I, I lived in a student housing or something. But anyway, oh, she said most people. Go on. Like, clearly you've learned to adapt to the problem and make it work. Yeah. Like, struggle through it, which... That's what I'm saying. You can struggle through it, I think, fine. Right. But there's no problem in getting the extra stuff. Yeah, we like obviously I was, don't want our kid to have to struggle through it. Well, I think the struggling... He's going to be struggling be no matter what, though. Don't you think you sure. would have had a better, easier time in grade school and high said, school? There's nothing. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm just help. saying. But I do think that because I had to struggle, that it made me stronger in certain ways, my work ethic and stuff like that. Oh, definitely. Um, and you learn to adapt to it. Like I was, I was going to say, I was telling Jesse when it came to like doing essays or certain things that I couldn't like cope with. Yeah. In the time that they would give me. I would just make sure I did good in all the other aspects so that I could just not do that thing. Right. So I would straight up not do essays. Mm-hmm. If there was an essay, I would get zero on it every time. See, so like now with the IEP, if you tell your teacher like he can't do essays, that's not something that he can do. It's written in there. Yeah. He can't do essays. So instead, he has a different assignment where he can show the knowledge of whatever it may be. And so I'm excited for that. Like, I I want him to be able to have as many opportunities of success as possible. And obviously, he's going to have struggles no matter what. But, you know, I like researching this and talking with Jody, who is like a cornucopia of knowledge. Is that the right term? Yeah. Do our kids have more... They have more severe cases of something. Yeah. So 
Jody is Steven's sister, and two of her children have ADHD. They've been tested for it, and usually with ADHD, it's like partnered with another um, disorder. I hate calling it disorder, but whatever. So it's like anxiety or OCD or sensory issues. Like there's other things tied with it. Um, it'll be interesting to see like when Jesse's assessed, like what comes up, if he has it or not. And it's not in a, it's not in whatever I said. It's inattentive ADHD. That's the name of it. I think you said inactive or something. Yeah. So inattentive people with inattentive inattentive ADHD make careless mistakes because they have difficulty sustaining focus, following detailed instructions, and organizing tasks and activities. They're easily distracted by external stimuli and often lose things. They may, may leave projects unfinished and appear not to listen when you speak. Which is true with Jesse. Like, I was so impressed with him today when I was telling him, like, so we think you have ADHD. And it just kind of seemed like he wasn't really listening. He was, like, laying on the floor and then, like, playing with Ozzy. And then I asked him to explain it to Sienna. And he was like, it's something that 9% of people have. But that's because it's really expensive to get tested. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, he did listen. Um, but it is hard for him to, like, organize anything. Like, if he's doing math work, I took a picture and sent it to Jody. And I'm like, look at this these three questions he did for math and tell me he doesn't have ADHD and his page is just like full of drawings and like so disorganized like he got the right answer but it's just like ah how do you make sense of this I'm like I don't know it took him 15 minutes to do like these three math questions that are so simple <laughs> yeah yeah I also talked to him tonight about like coping mechanisms like why why i watch movies during work is because i can't focus on that one thing because it's just too boring um but if i have like i'm mostly watching the show but if it's something where i have to like write or like think words in my head then i have to turn i have to have no sound but like art is just like an action right yeah just you don't I don't want to say you don't need to think about it, but it's, you're thinking about it in a very different way. Right. Where I can hear people talking, so it's not going to come over my talking in my head for the art. But that makes sense with what I've read, because ADHD is mostly about your frontal lobe, which is where like your writing and your thinking skills and organization are, and your creative part of your brain is at the back, and that's where all the blood flow is. And so when you're doing art, you already have enough energy there to do it. But if you have to use this part of your brain where the blood flow doesn't go normally, you need to focus and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very interesting. I'm learning so much, and I don't know. It's great. Learning is good. Learning is good. Speaking of learning, let's end this podcast so I can get ready for my class tomorrow. I have an assignment that I have to do in class and then I also have a test or I have two assignments that I have to do in class so I have to be on my calls just FYI great I'm gonna be working great (laughs) okay well we love you guys have a great week shout out to Lisa it's her birthday on Wednesday happy birthday Lala happy birthday